Okay, good evening, everybody. Um, as you can see, we're not Father Danny. Uh, he, he had a prior, or had another commitment tonight. And over the next several weeks, he wanted to spend some time during Lent with the different classrooms with the children. So he asked uh, Maggie and I to, to take over the classes for a while. Um, but I think before we get started, I kind of would like to take the opportunity to introduce ourselves. I know you've all seen me up on the altar and stuff, but um, you haven't really had much of a chance to meet Maggie. And you really don't know a whole lot about myself. We're relatively new here, obviously. Uh, so I grew up in a small town in Minnesota. It was western Minnesota, a town of about, I don't know, 100 people. Um, I went to Catholic school. I was the youngest of 10, 10 children, um, cradle Catholic. I uh, went to the University of Minnesota. I have a degree in forest management. And I worked as a forester in South Dakota. Then I moved to Florida, uh, where I met Maggie. Um, we were married 36 years ago in March. Uh, anniversary's coming up. Um, so we've, we've kind of, since we've been married, we've moved up and down the East Coast. We started in Florida, um, ended up in Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and then now we're, we're out here in Cheyenne. Um, I retired uh, in May of this year. Um, I was ordained uh, as a deacon in 2020, so I'm still a, a newbie deacon, only three years, not quite three years. Um, one of the things as we were going through ordination that, that they told us, and this is why Maggie is here with me, is that um, in the diaconate, two are called and one is ordained. I'm ordained, Maggie is called, she gets to help. <laughs> I'll, let her, <laughs> I'll let her tell you about herself. Uh, I was also born, raised Catholic. Uh, I was eighth of ten children. <laughs> Big Catholic families. Um, I also came from a small town in western Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh, West Newton, if you've ever heard of that. Probably not. It's about the size of Cheyenne. <clears throat> he grew up in a town about the size of Cheyenne. Uh, I graduated from... Uh, California University with a, uh, near, a near doctorate in um, speech pathology, audiology, and I worked with a lot of different kinds of places, uh, cancer patients, laryngectomies, worked with the Mayo Clinic, worked up and down the East Coast, uh, University of Maryland, shock trauma, and all those. Um, interesting job, but this one's better. Uh, I retired in December of 2020. We have three grown children. Sean, uh, he's a pastry chef, and he works for uh, Snyder's of Hanover. If you've ever eaten Hanover pretzels, he's your man. He makes them all. Uh, our daughter, Kate, is a national park ranger. She works out at Watchtaw Battlefield. If you're not visited there, I'd highly recommend it and talk with her. She's their education specialist. She graduated from Alvernia Franciscan University out in Reading, Pennsylvania. And our youngest daughter, Lauren, <laughs> the rogue, <laughs> lives down in Washington, D.C. And she's a, 
uh, licensed board certified mortician at age 30. Uh, but we're very happy to, to live here. Um, most recently with the tornado that we had to endure out there, it came a quarter mile from our home. So we're very happy to be alive and well and, and uh, the support and the love that we received from here. Uh, Father Danny and Katie came out and made sure we were all right and the supplies that were delivered to Cheyenne. If you've not seen the devastation there, it's pretty significant, but uh, we're just happy to be alive and we're happy to be here in Oklahoma and uh, we're anxious to get to know everybody. We were very, very active in the parishes where we were. We, we go to Queen of All Saints and here and Kate and I teach here, so um, I'll let him blather on. I, I'm a teacher, so I could talk forever. Kate, it was my daughter's car. She had it parked up at Washita because she was on fire duty in Lake Meredith, and it came through and wiped out that whole area there. So her car just got taken to the boneyard today. Yes. So it, it uh, took out the storage building, all of their trucks, her car. It just all of their supplies. It's just but, all. But you know, <laughs> it's just stuff. So. Yep. We've been there before with devastation, so we're okay with it. Yep. <laughs> We're here now, and things are all right, so, okay. Okay. I'll sit. When you're ready, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so that's, that's a little bit about us. So I, I guess we'll get started now with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us all together. We thank you for, for protecting us and, and, and for all of the things that you've given us, the, the, the support that people are, are, are bringing together to all of those who have been harmed by the, the tornado. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit down upon us to help us to grow closer in relationship to you and open our hearts and our minds as we go through these talks and, and through this season of Lent coming to Christmas. Help us to get to know you better as, as we as we pray and contemplate the beauty and the wonder that you have provided. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So the talk that we're doing today, um, you know, Lent has started, obviously, and, you know, we have the three tenets of Lent, fair, fair, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And we thought that over the next three weeks that we would focus on prayer and you know, some of the different methods of prayer that maybe some of you are not familiar with. Um, so I'm gonna go through a little short history on prayer and then we'll get into one of the, um, one of the methods of prayer. Um, you know, there, the Catholic Church recognizes various forms of prayer uh, and you can find them, they're all listed in the, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. But, but some of them include prayer of, of adoration, um, prayers of petition, prayers of thanksgiving, praise, and intercession. And, and all prayers, the, the purpose of prayers are to raise, the heart, raise our hearts to God. They're a conversation that we can have with God so that we get to know him and, and uh, trust him and, and 
let him love on us. Um, but every person responds to prayers differently and responds to the invitation of God differently. So um, the raising of our hearts in prayer or raising of our hearts can be expressed in many different ways. And Christian tradition has typically uh, recognized three primary methods of expressions of prayer, vocal, meditation, and contemplation. And each of the forms of prayer that I mentioned earlier, um, you know, adoration, petition, thanksgiving, and all of those can be expressed using these three primary expressions or methods of, of prayer, uh, vocal, meditation, and contemplation. Uh, for instance, like during Mass, we have our prayers of petition, and they're expressed vocally, but we also meditate on, on the things that we're asking, and, you know, we contemplate on, you know, the prayers that we hold in our hearts that, we're, that we want to be expressed. Um, other prayers uh, that could include all three of these are the rosary, because we meditate on the different mysteries of the rosary. We do the vocal part, and, and we contemplate the, the mysteries. Um, Liturgy of the Hours is another one that, that incorporates all three of these different forms. But one thing that we need to remember with prayer that no matter what form of prayer that we use, there is no form of prayer that is higher than the, than the prayer that we have right here at the sacrifice of the Mass. That is the ultimate prayer of the Catholic Church. So what I'd like to do now is, is just take a look at the contemplative practice of prayer. Now there is, there's a term or a type of prayer that's called Lexio Divina. I don't know if any of you have heard of that before. Um, it means divine reading. Uh, and you know, some of you may have been familiar with it, some of you may have practiced that. Um, but it's, it's a method of praying with the scriptures. It, it's a, a way to help you to hear the voice of God. Lexio Divina, it's, it's actually a, a pretty old form of prayer. It started, uh, it has its roots back in the Benedictine, tra <laughs> Benedictine tradition. And it was a monastic practice that they would use every day. Um, and it was established probably about the 6th century by Benedict of Nursia. And it was kind of went through some formation and it finally was formalized into the four-step process that we know today, probably by monks in about the 12th century. Um, and I know you've probably heard contemplative and meditative, and you know, they, they sound the same, but there's a little, they're, they're different. In, in meditation, um, person reflects, or it's a reflection of the mind with the, with the purpose of gaining a, a greater insight, you know, into some aspect of spiritual life, whether it's, you know, meditating on our day, um, or meditating on a story from the life of Christ, or maybe some particular aspect of our faith. But our minds, in meditation, our minds are always busy analyzing, asking questions, pondering, like, what is, what is this saying, what am I, you know, what is God trying to tell me here? Um, and, and meditation is definitely part of a contemplative prayer, 
But in a contemplative prayer, the mind is at rest. We're just kind of sitting there, soaking in the presence of God, allowing him to speak to us and, and to soak in God's love. A, kind of an example of this would be uh, you meet a, an old friend that you haven't seen for a while or a family member that you haven't seen for a while, and, and you're, you're catching up, you're talking, and you're, you know, ex- talking to each other about what's going on and, you know, the things that are going on in your life. And eventually, you kind of reach a point where you've, you've kind of said everything and you're just together, kind of resting, resting in the presence of that person. Um, contemplative prayer is when you switch that person for God. And it, it requires, you know, it, it actually, it, it's contemplation, it sounds simple. Like, oh, you just sit there and you just be quiet and you listen to God. But our society has got us geared and, and focused to instant gratification and to always have to be productive. We have to be doing things. And that's one of the hardest parts of contemplative prayer is, is to just stop and, and listen and let God speak to us, let God get to know us as we get to know him. Um, it requires that we take time for God to, to encounter us. So after all of that, I'm going to let Maggie take over now and she's going to lead us um, through the through the uh, Lexio Divina prayer method. So that's good. So you have your paper and your pencil if you need it. Um, as, and as uh, Bill mentioned, uh, Lexio Divina is a, an insightful way to hear and experience the Word of God. 
That's really what it is in a nutshell. When, when I found out about this, I was at a, a course and they started talking about it and I went, oh, that sounds like something I could do. It's not hard. It does take some time and some practice, but let me get my glasses because I can't read my notes. Um, the, and the, another thing that I do when I've done this for many years, and one of the things I found is uh, it's better to start maybe with just two, three, four minutes. I mean, people say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to sit here for half an hour. Okay, good for you. And maybe you could do that, but I certainly couldn't. Maybe start with five or ten minutes a day at the most. You could even set a little timer. Sometimes you could light a candle, ask the Holy Spirit to be with you and give you insight. Some soft music in the background if you prefer that. Um, just relax. Uh, and I have a journal that I keep. I have journals that are about this wide now. And as I fill one, I just put it there. And I fill one and I put it there. And then from time to time, I'll go back and I'll look at those journals and I'll see what God had to say to me on that particular day and that particular time in my life because I date the top and the things that were troubling me, I can look back and say, oh, you were there and you solved that problem for me. You were there the whole time. Holy cow. So, uh, and small things that we think about, they're just like a, a gnat to God. So, um, but you can do this individually you can do it in a small group of people. We've done this with during the formation of the diaconate. We did it in small group. And you can do it with your family. You could do it once a week or whatever. Um, there's a great, uh, the site, the USCCB, the United States Catholic Council of Catholic Bishops, they do Alexio every single week. They'll print one out and you can, we're going to do that tonight. But I'll read it to you. But if you go onto their website and type in Lexio, there's one every single week and you can get notified for those. Lexio Divina, the, the Latin translation, it's Lexio's Latin, and the translation actually means divine reading. Uh, and one of the things that, one of the people that really helped me a lot with this is uh, we had a priest back home. I miss him dearly. He was not only our pastor, but an exceptional person and uh, a very dear friend. We cooked in the kitchen together. <laughs> Um, I went to chef school too, so he was a chef and we just went crazy. Um, but his, his saying that he had on the wall of our chapel was uh, Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. And I think of that all the time. Because he would come up with some of the craziest ideas and I'd say, Padre, how do you know that? And he'd say, Jesus. And I would see him many times just sitting. And you would think he was sleeping, and he'd be sitting. And I'm sure he was having the presence of God right on him, and he was just listening and being told what to do. So it was great. I know it works. It's a tried and true method, I guess is what I'm telling you. It's been around for centuries, so it does work. So there are four steps in Lexio, in uh, doing this. The first is Lexio, which means reading. You don't have to write these down. We'll, we'll give you all the, don't, don't, just listen. 
okay? Second is uh, uh, meditation. The third is contemplation. And the last is prayer. Not good with the Latin. Lexio, meditatio, contemplatio, and oratio. So there you go. So I'll just explain them, and then we'll go through and do one together. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, so the first one, Lexio, means to carefully listen. You're not doing anything but listening. And sometimes that's really hard for us. Uh, so you have to listen with what they call the ears of the heart. Uh, there's something new every time we listen to the same verse. Something new. You listen to it tomorrow, read it again tomorrow, it'll tell you something different. Uh, divinely inspired, I guess, right? And there's wisdom every time we read it. The second, the meditatio, reflection on what was read. That's the second step. Perhaps put yourself in the scene. I do this a lot, and it's really beneficial. So if I'm reading something about the woman at the well, or I'm stand and I'm listening and I'm watching or observing, and many times I hear the water, I'll smell the smells, I'll see the people that are looking and watching, and you put yourself in that scene, it's an amazing experience. Put yourself at the crucifixion sometime or put yourself in the Garden of Gethsemane. Use your imagination, your emotions, what you may hear, what you may see, who was there, what they wore, what the dirt felt like under your feet, what your clothing was like, what you were wearing when you were standing there, how hot the weather was, what the sound of the wind was like. All those play into this meditation portion. Third is a ratio where you respond in prayer to what God revealed to you during the meditation. Well, what he spoke to us, I guarantee you, that he'll speak to you tonight, 150%. I've done this with kids as young as third grade and up through adults, and it's just astounding. And they, my kid said to me, are you sure, Miss Maggie, that he's going to talk? I said, I guarantee it. And they came and they left and they wrote and they wrote, and they're like, oh my, and they just kept writing. And I said, we have to stop. Okay. But Jesus was telling me something. Can we stay for another minute? Sure, so we stay. And they, they got it. They get it. Um, our prayers might be praise from what he told us. They may be pray prayers of thanksgiving from what he revealed. They could be prayers of lament or prayers of repentance from what he revealed to us. I don't know what he's going to tell you. Everybody here is different. And the last part, the contemplation, is where we just simply rest in the presence of God. Our prayers will lead us to that silence. Okay, so I always tell my kids, you're my kids, sorry. <laughs> um, just relax. I tell them to close their eyes, 
So I want you all just to close your eyes and enjoy the evening. So we begin with our prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, a spirit always pondering on what is right, and of hastening to carry it out. And since, without you, we cannot exist, may we be enabled to live according to your will. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. So I'm going to read to you, and still just keep your eyes closed, the following scripture. It's Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. In reply, he said, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All of these I shall give to you, if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. I'll give you a few questions to reflect on yourself. Just listen. What word or words in this passage caught your attention? What, in this passage, comforted you? What, in this passage, challenged you?
So since we're doing this as a group, if you feel comfortable, you may share what you heard. What were the words that stood out to you? Anybody brave enough to say what they heard or what they what words stuck out? I'll tell you what stuck out to me. Did you have one? Okay, so I'm just going to repeat what you said so they can hear you online. She said what, what uh, stuck out to her was that the angels came and ministered to him. What stuck out to me was, you shall worship him and only him shall you serve. And I think about, do I put worldly things before me? It just makes me think twice. Okay, I'm going to read it again. This part is the prayer, the oratio portion. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached him and said, If you indeed are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you if you will only prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Bring to the Lord now the praise, petition, or thanksgiving that the word inspires in you.
will begin the contemplation phase. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All of these shall I give to you, if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. What conversion of mind, heart, and life is the Lord asking of me? Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. What motivates me to perform righteous deeds? How can I purify my motivations? When you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. Where can I pray without distraction? What time in my day is dedicated to prayer? And your Father, who sees what is hidden, will repay you. What parts of me does only God know? How do I experience God's loving kindness and his favor?
If you would all join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And in closing, we'll say, Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, in the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is always before me. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your place. Psalm 51. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How'd you do? Takes a little time. It takes quieting to quiet your to quiet yourself. The world mm -hmm. is so noisy. Yeah. And, and then, as I said before, the world has trained us <laughs> to to not listen, and it, it does. It it takes a while. She's she's great at this. I I still struggle. Um, I'm not great. I just a little better. <laughs> just a little better. It's always room for getting better. But I find that when I do this, um, it kind of sets my day. Um, it sets before me what's important, what things I need to improve, and uh, I, I would encourage you to try it. Um, you know, I, I coached a lot of basketball, 30 years to be precise. <laughs> I played in college and I coached forever. And we always said, basketball, it takes 21 days for a habit. So give it a try. Maybe, it, you know, we can't do everything for Lent. We can't do this new thing and this new thing and try and do that and give up this. and We, we can't do it all. But this is just maybe something that you could give a, a try for a week or, or, you know, for a little while or sometime. Even after Lent, you could give it a shot. See how it goes. Uh, it could be any piece of scripture. It doesn't have to be the one that I read from this week, this Sunday. It's just the one for the week for Lent. But you can pick like the Psalms, Song of Song. All the songs are great, um, and all the Psalms are good to do. You could just pick in. I, sometimes I just open my book, put my finger on something, and read it. And that's what I, I meditate on. That's what I do my Alexia on. Yeah. And the idea isn't to read like 
chapters of, of the scripture and try and, and, and meditate on it. It's just to, to pick out a section just, and, and just... I don't know, five lines, three lines, ten lines. Mm -hmm. And just read it over and do like we did, the method that we did. Um, if, you, you know, if you'd like more information than we have, I, I do it all the time. There's, there's even a guide out that you can get that's Lexia for a year that I taught a class on it and I brought them all the book because they, they really enjoyed it and they, they did it for a year. And it, it, changed, it changes your life. It makes you see things that you normally wouldn't see and hear things you wouldn't hear outside of the prayer experience into the world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and even if you're having trouble focusing, um, that's okay. Just just ask the Holy Spirit to to help calm you and, and try and get you back. Just the the process of trying and it, it God is is thrilled that you're trying to spend time with Him, and every little bit that you can give to Him is, is a blessing, and He'll He'll pour His grace on you and you know, help you know, maybe make it easier, or maybe you know eventually. Uh, get to the point that, that it's you know, like some people can just go and they can sit down and they can drop right into this meditative state and they're, they're there. Um, some of us it takes a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so that's what we wanted to talk to you about today. Are there any questions or can we help you with anything else? No. Okay, so I have to say your question. Have you gone to the Holy Land is her question. <laughs> That's where he took me. No. no it, it, yeah, it's just from the description in, uh, in the readings. and It's just what God shows me. Yeah. He has a spot for me. This is kind of weird, but I'll... I'll stick it's it out not. there. Um, when I go to prayer, when I go to this, he's always sitting near the Sea of Galilee. And there's a bench there. And depending on how long it's been since I've done this, sometimes I don't have time in the day, he brushes off the sand and tells me to sit down. So I sit and I talk to him for a while, and then I'm quiet. And he always has something else he has to tell me about what's pertinent to me at that particular time in my life. Um, sometimes I'll read a verse. Sometimes it'll come to me. Um, <laughs> yesterday, tell them about what you, the readings for yesterday. I hadn't done the readings yesterday. We were crazy busy helping at the, at the clothing uh, shelter or yeah, whatever with the tornado yeah. and, and all. So... He said, did, I said to him, we were, we were talking about what we were going to say today. He said, well, did you read the readings yesterday? I said, no, I read the ones today, but I don't think I read them yesterday. What were they? And he said. Okay, yesterday's readings, I don't know you if you read close. them or if you read them or not, but the, the gospel reading was uh, Jesus had finished praying and his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And here we are. So... If the scriptures are pertinent to every day, to every person, at every moment of our day, we just maybe don't realize that. So this is just a way to tune in a little bit and hear the voice of God some. So I, um, I did a women's tea where I was, 
It's not like the tea that's here. Um, we met once a, once a month, is it once a, once a month, and um, we just talked about, it. showed them how to do this, and, and I did one class, and then we did another, and then we did another. <laughs> it ended up being nine months long. <laughs> but it was great, and we became a really close-knit group when uh, we did things to connect each other through the, through the year. Um, it, it was just great, and they were super supportive, and we had such a good time. So we did make a lot of, I did make a lot of really good food. We had fun with that, too. Yes. So she is a great cook. So um, <laughs> I enjoyed it, and they enjoyed it. But it's just something that we're going to. Uh, Bill and I are going to offer a a class. It's going to be held out in um, Queen of All Saints. I think we're going to try for Tuesday, but after Lent um, at six thirty. I think that's what we're. That, don't hold me to that. But um, we're going to do it. It's a, a series from Bishop Barron. No, it's. Is it Bishop Barron? No. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. Dave Pavanka. Dave Pavanka, who is now the president of Steubenville. But before he was president of Steubenville, he did a lot of um, catechesis talks and things like that. And we have one called metanoia. Are you familiar with metanoia? The term means change. So we thought it might be good to do met the talk with metanoia. Um, it's a video series, and then... There's a workbook that goes with it, and it's a group discussion. Um, we started it right before COVID. We were going to do it for Lent, and we got into three sessions. The first session was good. Second session was a little better. And the third session, we turned off the video, and the entire room was in tears. The Holy Spirit fell on that group, and it was never the same. COVID came, we had to stop. So we're going to try again, because I think somebody doesn't want us to do that. So we're going to go ahead and do it again, um, and we're going to try it here. So all of you and everybody who comes to St. Matthew, I mean, Bill is assigned to both parishes. He's not assigned to one or the other. Um, but we're going to offer that on a Tuesday night out there, um, a video series and talks and discussion it should be fabulous, actually. So we're, we're really looking mm -hmm. forward to presenting that again because we love just the three that they mm -hmm. that he did. Um, but it's well worth your time if you can. It's about an hour, probably, yeah. of time on a Tuesday night. So, But we thought it might... Lent is a time for change. We can continue with those changes after Lent this way. The changes you made will be able to be sustained which helps us grow in virtue and become closer to Christ and bring others with us. You can bring somebody with you. So I think we started with six people and wound up with 30 by the third session. Yeah. So. It was pretty amazing. The church was small. It was, I don't know. Besides the queen of all saints, I guess. Yeah, there were like 200 families maybe. But, um, so we were thrilled to have six people. We thought, oh, that's a great great turnout for this many this small a church and then it just kept growing and growing and uh, yeah it was blessed it was a blessed event so yeah. we invite you to that blessed event and we'll keep asking you we'll send you a little thing and you can come on out and we're going to try it out there and and uh, uh father danny said we'll 
anybody can go to that. And we said, well, sure, anybody can go to it. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, then we, if it goes well, maybe we'll offer it again at St. Matthew's in the fall. So um, we love to teach. I love to teach. Mm-hmm. And um, so hopefully you will. It's about an hour. But it, oh, it's... It's eight sessions. Yeah, so yeah, it's it would be weeks. like eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I guess that's it for us. Look what time it is. It's time to go already. Okay. Did anybody hear anything good? Did anybody hear anything good from God? You guys are too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the Lord be with you. And, and with your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be, Thanks to, God. be to God. Thank you for coming.